Tom. And I picked up Western Hawaii today this morning, and the, the front page on the, the sports section says, Thousands of athletes prepare for World Games in L.A., Special Olympics. It was an Associated, associated Press story. And uh, a wonderful picture of Isaiah Wong, who's the Special Olympics on the, on the Big Island, Kailua Kona, and he's representing Kailua Kona and the United States in powerlifting. And I suddenly remembered that, that Denise Lindsay, who's a, seen the powerlifting team, so what, 1986 is with them in L.A. So, Denise, I'm glad I caught up with you. Thank you at a short notice. I appreciate it, Emily, any, any time. Thank you. So you're in Los Angeles, uh, you're with the, uh, the the state of Hawaii, the athletes, uh, you know, for those that don't know, show that Denise and I, um, not that long ago, that'll tell a lot of background of Special Olympics, but a lot of people do not realize that it was actually started Special Olympics by uh, Eunice Shriver, who is uh, President John Kennedy's sister, and they had a, they had a sister who was um, intellectually disabled. And right. I think she was institutionalized, if I recall. Rosemary, and, I think. Yeah, and her sister um, Eunice decided they, they must have some events going on for for people that are actually disabled. So give a little background of that. That's 1968. Fast forward in the events in, in Los Angeles this week. It's going to be the largest event Los Angeles has hosted since the 1984 Summer Olympics and the largest sports humanitarian event in the world this year. So set the scene for us. Oh, let me tell you, it's uh, it's converging as I speak right now. I mean, I still see buses coming in, athletes getting off the bus. Um, this is the United States um, delegation that is staying here at the UCR uh, Riverside, the University of Riverside in California. Um, it's also the host town to the country of Sweden, and each um, each significant or, or or township, I should say, uh, it could be Alhambra, it could be Monterey Park, it could be Laguna Beach, it could be uh, Northern California somewhere. Each little town is taking on a country, uh, being that there's 171 countries throughout the world that are being represented at these Special Olympics World Games. Um, we have a lot of cities that are pulling together and, and helping out. So Riverside is actually bringing in the United States. And um, like I said, a lot of the, the coaches, a lot of the athletes are coming here. About 7,000 athletes worldwide will be competing here in Los Angeles. Um, they have 3,000 coaches and roughly over 30,000 volunteers helping to pull this whole thing off. Um, it's going to be spectacular, but right now what the team USA is doing is uh, meeting here in, in Riverside. Uh, we are coming back together with our what we call our sport team. So we converged back in October in Indianapolis, and that was a training camp there to, to meet your, your athletes, to see who your coaches are, um, do a bonding thing, and, and meet with the powerlifters. We have an awesome group. I mean, the, the athletes and the coaches that we have, it's its a unit, it's a family. We bonded so well. I mean, it's, it's like we've known each other for years, and it's its a great camaraderie that we have with each other, and I, I just can't be more blessed to be able to be a part of this. Well, Denise Lindsay, one of the coaches at the World Games in Los Angeles for Special Olympics, she's from here in, in West Hawaii, has been coaching uh, with uh, West Hawaii Special Olympics since, what, 19, 1996, wasn't it? 
Correct. you got started. You were a power right. lifter yourself and a paddler, and uh, uh, I think your what your paddling coach got you involved uh, coaching the power lifting. And so That's there's right. uh, seven seven thousand athletes, 170 countries from the ages of eight to 71. They're competing in um, a lot of sports over nine days. They expect over half a million people to be watching, come watching in person. And um, so tell us, the United States representative and, and the state of Hawaii, I, they all had to qualify, right, to get to this level? Absolutely. We have three athletes from Hawaii. Uh, one of them, of course, is our own Isaiah Wong from Kailua Kona. Um, he's a stellar um, power lifter. I mean, just I can't wait to see what's going to happen when he gets in the light with the adrenaline and the world watching him. Because we already know what he does statewide, which is phenomenal. But once he's got the world watching him, I don't know, it's going to be through the roof. So, I mean, I can never say enough great things about him. He's a, a he's one of the most perfect athletes with technique, form, and power and strength that I've ever had. Um, we also have uh, Chauncey Cummings from Kauai, and she's in track and field. And then we have Ikaita um, Sumida, who is with um, our swimming group. So between the three athletes from Hawaii that are part of the U- United States delegation, we're really blessed to have some fine, fine uh, athletes with us. So each of those um, athletes that are with Special Olympics that are at the World Games with you, Denise Lindsay, as, as a coach, um, a powerlifting coach, they all qualified locally, and then they went to Oahu and qualified. I was listening to a, a another show that we did a few years ago, and on your powerlifting team was um, uh, Adrian Gonzalez and Ray Doniger, I think, and Maria. Was it? Right. And Isaiah was just become was a, just beginning to do powerlifting, but you said at that time, and it was about three years ago, you said you really believed he was going to be a star. Really, that this was a sport for him was really hoping that his talent would show. Um, a lot of times athletes, I mean, they could be the best athlete out there, and we know there's every single one of them is, it deserves to get a chance to, you know, come to World Games or even National Games for that fact. But it's, it's you know, such a small contingent. There's, um, it, it's, a, it's a big system that happens. I believe it's the lottery system that goes down. So whether you're going to be competing in Greece or Ireland or South America, um, I don't know when the next, where the next, in the next four years, the next games are going to be, but they'll probably announce it this week. Um, you just never know if Hawaii will even get a lottery ticket for a sport. Uh, sometimes we're bypassed, you know, and it just doesn't happen. But because we're dealing with a lot of different delegations throughout the world, and they go by Pacific region, which we are part of, of course. Um, so you're talking California, Oregon, Washington. Um, you've got your, your neighboring Nevada, uh, and it goes even down to, uh, I believe, New Mexico. We've got Guam. And all those different states are trying to vie for a slot for World Games. And it just worked out that Isaiah was winning gold, winning gold. Hawaii got that ticket, and it was a perfect match. So he, he definitely deserves to be here during this time. Well, isn't that wonderful? You know, the intellectual disabilities, uh, everybody has their own unique uh, challenges, and, and Isaiah is uh, is speaking and, and hearing, right? Absolutely. He is, um, um, you know, he, he needs an audible, but he, he definitely, he's got some um, hardship of, of hearing, but 
he could definitely, if you're talking to him, he knows exactly what you're saying. But in a little far distance, he may not hear it as well, but that's not going to hinder him at all with the power lifting. He feels everything. I mean, every every cheer, every smile, and every clap, he knows what's going down. Well, I think that's what is so remarkable about all of you as coaches. When I called a little earlier, about 15 minutes ago, you said, you know, I just need to get uh, some of the athletes up in their dorm and some medication uh, taken care of. And, I mean, there's a lot for you to be aware of because each athlete has its own unique challenges along with them being part of the uh, participating in a sport. They have other things, too, that you're all aware of and part of. Right, right. And being a, a coach with uh, Team USA, I have three athletes in powerlifting. One of them is, of course, Isaiah, and I'm very fortunate enough to be a coach at World Games and coaching the athlete from my town. Now, I also am coaching an athlete from Alaska, a little girl by the name of Brittany, and then another athlete from Colorado named Mike Nakia. And I've been in contact with them since we left um, uh, training camp in October, um, so I have to keep tabs on them, how they're doing. I always get videos of how they're doing, talk with their coaches. So it's kind of a long-distance thing, but once we're together, we're right back like we never missed a beat. Well, I was listening. Yeah. Again, We're gonna, I'm going to air that uh, show we did last year, but you realize that the first few years when you were coaching powerlifting, it was a January to June kind of uh, season, and then you realize, no, we need to do this all year round because it's getting yeah. so competitive. Not only because it's getting competitive, but because you're – uh, Special Olympic athletes, they love so much the opportunity to have friends. They don't get out and around as much as we all do. And just transportation is a big problem. So for them to be able to go down to the gym and meet and work out and, and thank, you know, lots of blessings from uh, the club in Kona, uh, giving you a facility where you can work out. But um, so it just it's, it's more than them just working out in sports. It's a chance to make friends. It's a chance to develop their personalities, and so many of the special athletes, uh, special Olympic athletes also end up with nice nice jobs in the community, like Adrian, one of your power lifters, is a, works at uh, Safeway, and Ray is up right. at Walmart, right? Correct, and, Yeah, so, so Denise, uh, you know, you started in 1996, you've never let up, I mean, uh, you know, I first met you 30 years ago, and through a Big Island Television, of which you're still part of that remarkable team at Big Island Television that puts uh, yes. just wonderful stories about our Big Island community airing all the time. But somehow you fit in the time to be a paddler and a coach for Special Olympics, and and you've just not let up. I mean, it's and you've had an amazing run with a lot of athletes that have gone through your life and who you've stayed in touch with. You know, I I of course I. I have a very, very patient husband <laughs> or who who says, go for it. If you want it, you know, you just do it. But, you know, as long as I can keep everything in order, it's great. The other great thing is my employers. I mean, I could never probably have done everything that I've been able to do without their backing and their support. Um, they're, they're so giving. They give to so many nonprofits um, besides giving me a little bit of, of leniency when I could come and go and be able to coach when I need to. Um, they know as long as I get my work done, you know, it, it's all good. But without their support, oh, there would be no way I could I could even have half the stuff done that I do. So well, I'm very that, I, I'm not surprised that you, you give them a lot of credit, and that would be Noel and A.P. Ackerman uh, up at Big Island yes. Television and who have contributed so much and, and 
not just through Big Island Television, but their own energies and efforts on behalf of uh, paddling and boxing yeah. and everything. And, you know, Kobe does such a wonderful job on her beach skates. It's just a, all the contributions to the Big Island community are great, and it's great to hear they're so supportive of you being involved in Special Olympics. So it's Denise Lindsay we're talking with. She's a powerlifting coach, has been since 1996 for our West Hawaii Special Olympics, and now she's representing the powerlifters from the state of Hawaii at the World Games in Los Angeles, over 7,000 athletes, 170 countries, and uh, half a million people expected to be there to watch, and it's the largest sports humanitarian event in the world, and I think that's a, quite an accolade for the for the event uh, in L.A., but uh, give us a little idea of what a typical day will be, like when the games start on Saturday with opening ceremonies, which I understand are quite remarkable. Correct. We're going to have um, headliner Stevie Wonder, um, Arvo Levine, of course, um, some other big names out there. Michelle Obama will be making her appearance. I believe um, Tim Shriver will be there. Um, we've got, um, of course, the athletes are the biggest stars. And I just get chicken skin thinking about it. Once we walk into that stadium and we've got the whole crowd in the Coliseum, it's going to be mayhem as far as emotions go. It's, it's, and of course, you all can watch it on ESPN Live this Saturday, July 25th. So don't miss it. And of course, please tune in to Emily Gale's show. Sure. So that'll be great. ESPN Hawaii, uh, not Hawaii, but ESPN uh, TV. That's so great. I didn't realize, I guess I should have figured that out because, uh, they talk about one of the athletes. I was reading a story about a, a fellow by the name of um, Plunkett. Uh, what's his first name? Dustin Plunkett. He, when he was a kid, he says, I, I pretty much hung, a, hung at home. Nobody in my family knew how to support me because of my cleft palate and my intellectual disability. But he ended up getting involved in Special Olympics, and over the next 19 years, he's now 34. He went from athlete to coach to Special Olympics global ambassador, and he's going to be doing some of the color commentary for ESPN. Oh, beautiful. How about that? And, That's awesome. And that, yeah, so that, I think that, you know, the Special Olympics is a, is a great uh, foundation and a, a place where people can hone their other skills as well. So, Denise, I'm sure you've got a lot to do. I wanted to catch you, you know, just to send you some Big Island spirit from all of us over here to the Big Island contingent. I was really happy to see West Hawaii today have it on the front page there right at the the top of the front page of the sports with the picture of Isaiah <laughs> and, uh, and, his, and, and all his uh, joyful enthusiasm, which he has. So uh, best of luck to all of you, and we'll catch up with you when you return. Thank you, Emily. And, again, um, I can't thank you enough for giving us the, the opportunity to be able to get the word out um, regarding Special Olympics, but the tremendous job that you do for our West Hawaii and, and the Big Island at large. I mean, just sports in general, you are our ambassador for the Big Island and, and abroad. And thank you for everything that you give back to the community. And I know personally what you've done and how you've done it. And thank you. I appreciate it. I think you do know. I, I kind of have my own little style. But, you know, something that you and I both want to remind people of is that Special Olympics isn't just when they have a Special Olympics game. It's going on all year round. Lots of fundraising 
and the athletes and the family members. What a what a wonderful uh, support it is for the family members. It doesn't cost an, uh, uh, anybody anything Nothing. to be involved in Special Olympics. It's all taken care of through the efforts of the fundraising in, the, in our community. So you want people to know that, and we'll just keep getting that word out. Of course, the cops on cops, that's all in the show I'm going to rerun. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, the Kona police do a great job of raising funds, and lots of people do a lot of, lot of work all year round in order to uh, create these games for the, the athletes and a, a place where they can work out, like the club in Kona, giving you time. So it takes a community, right? And we all do Absolutely. what we can. And uh, best of luck to all of you. Have a great time. It looks like you got some good weather in store, too. Thank you, Emily. I'll send you pictures. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. So that's really fun, uh, getting catching uh, up with Denise. She, she is gone. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to run um, the show that I did with Denise last year. I was with J.R. DeGroote for Western White Bay, and we got into kind of the history of uh, Special Olympics, talked about some of her athletes. I did read replay and listen to a show I did with uh, four of her athletes. Uh, it was Ray and Adrian and I think Maria and Isaiah a few years ago. And they're, they were so enthusiastic, so I'm going to have to get them together again. But anyway, going to run also right now uh, the show with uh, Denise from last year. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESDNHawaii.com. You can also get the free podcast at iTunes and uh, I have it on my Facebook at Emily T. Gale Talk Story. And thanks, everyone. And, and please keep your eye out for uh, West Hawaii Special Olympics throughout the year and give them support where you can. I follow the Special Olympics a lot, and I try to talk about all the great things they're doing. And when they do, they have their fundraisers. And we've had some of their weightlifters on, which uh, Denise has coached the weightlifters for many, many years. She's a weightlifter herself. And the other night on uh, ESPN uh, 3030 or whatever the specials are, I saw a special about Jamal Charles, who plays with Kansas City. He's a running back, and I almost get teary just thinking about this. But he, he it was the most beautiful interview, but he talked about how as a kid he was in special ed and how, how uncomfortable he felt in his life, and he would stay, you know, didn't really have friends, and he was shy and everything. And he, as a special ed student, he got into Special Olympics. And he, he just, they showed him as a kid, you could just see how his posture changed, his demeanor, his whole presence changed as they showed the photographs of him progressing as a, as a runter, a sprinter in Special Olympics. And of course, he was so eloquent because he felt it from his heart, what that had done for him. And here he is playing in the NFL and just a beautiful spirit. And Denise, I sent you that link <laughs> and I said, we've got to talk about Special Olympics. I had a cousin who who passed away a couple of years ago, but years ago I helped her with softball throw for the Special Olympics. She had Down syndrome. And, and you, you've been such an advocate. And I ran into Nikki the other day, who is Adrian Gonzalez, is it? Or Adrian Kleintor. Adrian Kleintor's mother, Adrian, yes. one of your power lifters, right. who works at Safeway. Such a wonderful spirit. So I said, Denise, i got to come up and let's get caught up on what's happening with um, Special Olympics. But that Jamal Charles, did that not show just how powerful something like Special Olympics can be for for these kids and Abs adults? Absolutely. And I think part of that is, you know, everybody gets labeled, you know, and we people get labeled the wrong ways. And we, we at Special Olympics want to make sure that nobody labels anybody with the so-called R word. Um, they have intellectual disabilities. And I think, you know, when they start finger pointing, especially when you're young, you know, so if parents could train their, their children young and just be more, um, 
more in tune of, of people's feelings and how it is that, you know, you, you see somebody with somebody off or, or not as, um, so-called normal that they want to mm-hmm. say, and they are automatically already pinpoint and finger somebody that they're not normal, but it's, it's, everybody's got some kind of a disability yeah, every, and, you yeah, know, and the uniqueness of them. And I thought uh, Jamal Charles, when he did that special on ESPN was just such a wonderful testimonial to how empowering it can be just as it can be for anybody when they get in, whether it's little league baseball or they get on a swimming team or right. whatever, whether you're in special Olympics or what it is, something that gives you a feeling of confidence. Now the mission of special Olympics provide year round sports training, athletic competition, and a variety of, Olympic-type sports for all children and adults with intellectual disabilities, giving them continuing opportunities to develop physical fitness, demonstrate courage, experience joy. Boy, that's an understatement because you sure feel the joy when you watch a Special Olympics event. And participate in the sharing of gifts, skills, and friendship with their families, other Special Olympic athletes in the community. Our community has really embraced it. There's three different... uh, organizations up in Kohala, Kau, and Kona. And give us a little background, Denise Lindsay, uh, how you got involved in Special Olympics. And uh, let's go back many years, you know, when Mm -hmm. it started here on the Big Island and then kind of move forward. I was um, canoe paddling down at Keohoe Canoe Club. And throughout the history with canoe paddling, they've always had um, special events for young kids. You know, it's um, kids of probably four years old up to... um, probably um, seven years old or something that can't do a six-man. So you'd have your athletes in there, the youngsters. But they also did a special event for Special Olympics. And um, I was down there helping coach with, back then it was Cheryl Livingston, who's now Cheryl Cobb. And she had her athletes out there. She was um, area director. I'm pretty sure she was area director then. And um, said, Denise, you want to help um, coach the athletes? I'm like, sure. And got a taste of that. And then... Me, like everybody else, says, well, when is Special Olympics? Well, Special Olympics is all year round. And I was one of those that didn't know that. And I'm like, really? I thought it was just track and field. Like everybody thinks it's just track and field, but it's not. We've got statewide, we have nine sports. But in Special Olympics, there's 21 sports um, throughout. And you talk, we're talking uh, sailing, kayaking, horseback riding, fencing, volleyball, swimming, track and field, powerlifting, and all those. But here locally, we deal with um, swimming, track and field, basketball, bocce, bowling, powerlifting, um, I'm getting lost here. Soccer. On my, soccer. Yeah, I Thank saw that you. three teams, the Kona yep. Warriors, the East Hawaii Explosions, and the Kohala Warriors, or, I think, yep. the three exactly. teams. Exactly. Yeah. So we do nine sports here. And okay. um, so that's how I got involved was um, she said, uh, we've got, when she said powerlifting, I'm like, wait a minute, that's my sport. Yeah. You know, I said. you were I, very active in the powerlifting yeah. competition. During and, that time, I, when yeah. I had first begun, it was, uh, I was, competitive in it and um, I thought well sure I'll do that that's my sport why not and I think I would love to encourage anybody out there if you have a sport that you are really good at or have been competing in or have knowledge of we need your help and in those nine particular sports um, or just sports sports etiquette all around Um, we'd love to get in 
hockey. Um, you know, there's inline skating as well. And we could add those things and we, we could put in golf, you know, but we don't have any coaches out there to do that. So we'd love to have that for our athletes. Well, the commitment, Denise Lindsay, that you have made as a volunteer, I've watched it over the last 20 years. And, and people, of course, like in any organization, you volunteer. That's what it is, volunteer, right. the amount of time that you have. So it doesn't have to be as much time as Denise has given and maybe just for the amount of time that you can give, uh, just, you know, helping organize or make phone calls or just, you know, be there when the kids are working out. But most of yeah. all, like you say, when you took on the powerlifting, did that kind of create the powerlifting team on this island? We actually have been the number one delegation, that's what we're called, in the state for, for statewide. And actually, we've proved it worldwide, too, because when I took um, Ray to China, he got three golds and a bronze. So that and would be Ray Gonzalez? R- Ray Doniger. Doniger. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, because we had them all on the show one yeah. time, and I, just, I remember their first names, yes. and they were so enthusiastic, and it was so much fun to have them on the show. And every time I see uh, Adrian at Safeway, you know, what are we going to do a radio show again? <laughs> so I'll get up there and get him. But there, And, and you had a, a pretty sizable team of powerlifters. Yeah. Well, I at one point I had like 11 to 13 athletes. And that's really hard when you're dealing, you know, one head coach. And then I do have assistants, too, that help out. But um, it's I won't say it's dwindled, but I'm about eight athletes, uh-huh. you know, continuously um, that, that keep them going. And, yeah, we start them from ground zero and build them up to to great powerlifters. And as you say, uh, not just, just doing powerlifting, but really accolades and doing well in the competitions oh, uh, when you went absolutely. to the nationals and everything. And, of course, the Club of Kona yes. has been very generous. You know? The club has been from the get-go. When I first started with it, they apparently were already there. Um, and yeah, we can't thank them enough for the, the open house they've given us the, you know, their, their employees. And of course the community, their, their patrons that are there. When we come in, we come in like a, you know, Tasmanian devils, you know, (laughs) in that gym, but we, you know, we respect their house. Of course. What was the biggest challenge when you first started, uh, you know, coaching the team and just getting used to the personalities? Because I know when we did the radio show, you know, all different personalities with each person's unique unique personalities, but the enthusiasm was the part that I remember so well. So what was one of the biggest challenges as you started coaching? It's still a challenge, and the challenge is um, not knowing the medical conditions of your Special Olympic athlete because every one of them is different, so each one is diagnosed differently. And in order to um, know what turns on the faucet or off the faucet because there could be drama or there could be um, just, you know, with autism, it's, you know, touching everything, going everywhere, doing a 360. So you got to be able to know how to handle and, and round them up and let them know, you know, just time out, you know, and, and just go at ease and take a breath and it's okay. But those challenges are, are actually pretty difficult, you know, when it comes to dealing with uh, Special Olympics athletes. Which also is a, a chance for all of us to have compassion about people that are teaching special ed classes and parents. So let's talk about parents. the parents. Okay, now Nikki, uh, Adrian's mom, mm-hmm. uh, whenever I see her, she's nothing but a joyful, happy, proud parent. Absolutely. And, and the parents, you know, they were there when we did the radio show, some of them, but uh, talk about that, the, the challenge of the parents, and, and really what a wonderful, um, I don't want to use the word relief, I don't mean that, but just support for them when right. they know they have an activity they can take their their adult children right. or the, the Sure, the it's a respite. Too. And um, what they do is um, they, a lot of them do have what's called PAs that that take their, their child um, 
and they they go and do do things. So you have like four hours. You can go bowling, you can go to the movies, or you could take them to sports. You know, you could do something, and all of that is is throughout the whole week, and they do get some relief time. Um, we. And to me, I'm thinking that's got to be a blessing, you know, if I was a parent, because I'm just a coach and it's, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to see, you know, that they have to deal with that every single day. And there's many, many priorities that they have to deal with, with, with the disabilities. But, you know, it's, it's not any different, I think, than raising a regular teenager. I'd probably be more blessed having a special athlete when I know what goes on, you know, in, in a normal household, I'll say. But um, it's, um, you know, it's, if it's a challenge, you know, those parents are gifted enough to deal with it every day. And I, I, I'm, my, my love and support goes with them every day because of that. And, um, and they've got so much love around them too. And, and Special Olympics is one that embraces them. And I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of that. It's Denise Lindsay we're speaking with. It's the MIT Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, talking about Special Olympics and very strong. Um, you get a lot of community support over the years because you've reached out and been so active I think it was the, is it Detroit Bar- Barbera? True. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, I remember when that, that first run, torch run, the, the torch run, um, the cops on the top, on top at Walmart. It's what our a, biggest fundraiser. That's such a, become such a big community event. I remember when it started, you know, <clears> and <throat> all these things that, that go on year round and the different events that you put on and you, you need the fundraising. We do. You know, because we are solely funded. We, or we like volunteers. Get... You're, the, you're handling the district right now, right? Yes. I'm sure that yeah. was something that you didn't want to take on. I have a feeling. And they leaned on you to do that while they're looking for someone to, to take over because you're up here full-time at Big Island Television doing right. so many great things. But the, the fundraising is such an important ingredient. So some of the fundraisers that you've had, Sue Vermillion and uh, their, yeah, their, what was the it, Hawaiian, the Kona Shootout? Or yeah, the, the Kona Hawaiian, Hawaiian Billfish Series. So talk and about some of the fundraisers and the people that have given so much. That one in particular is very special. Um, I know um, I just brought in, got into it this year as far as with, with Sue, and she was a, a great tag team for our, our group last year. Um, I believe this is just our second year with them. I'm, I'm thinking that is, and, uh, Sue was just phenomenal. She puts on great events. She does, she runs productions like it's, you know, oh, yeah. she's been well, doing she's it for years. Reputation. Yeah. yeah. And, events. um, they were very gracious to give a Special Olympics a, a really nice donation. And I think we were tagged with another nonprofit in that, too. And I forget who that is offhand, but um, they just got some very big hearts. And, of course, it was all at Sam Choi's, and, and he is another great supporter. Well, and you're reaching different demographics with that was the, the fishing community. Yeah. And then I stopped and saw uh, Katie Moore did one at the International <gasps> the Marketplace. Zumba. I love her, her spirit. I, I always chase down the street when she's in the parade, you know, dancing like, I got to get over to her classes, her Zumba classes. But she did a fundraiser for Special Olympics at the International Marketplace. And, you oh, know, yeah. just the fact that you're you, all these different demographics are, are of people and different activities have taken an interest in Special Olympics must be Awfully rewarding to you and, and all the other people that are so involved with uh, the Special Olympics and the people that are your your officers, in fact. Like some of them have probably with, been with you a long time, like uh, Lona Warner, Paul Lee, and Billy Sherman. Right, right. Yeah, we got our Kau uh, delegation run by Billy Sherman and Paul Lee up in Kohala with the uh, Kohala Dragons. Uh, Lona has been a... She is um, a blessing. You know, she's been with the organization 
for upteen years. And before she was even here in Hawaii, she was with Special Olympics far and away, wherever she was um, uh, volunteering at. But yeah, it's just so great to have a good backbone and and volunteers that are steady with us that aren't going to be here for a couple months and then decide to go because it's it's a big job that those people carry for us. And let's see if I'm, am I correct? Was it um, uh, um, Schreiber that started the Special Olympics? Uh, Eunice. Uh, Eunice Schreiber, yeah. yeah. And that would be uh, Maria Schreiber's uh, mother. Mother, correct. Right, I remember that. And what year, when was that? How long ago? I do have that Was that in the 60s or something? Um, I think it was. And And and, uh, Tim Schreiber just wrote a book. And if you go online, Tim Schreiber, I think it's called, um, he he actually... um, makes a little comment of our oath, let me win, and if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. And that's the premise of his book, is on Special Olympics. and I think on everything in the, life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's called The Full Story. But um, let's see, Special Olympics was established in 1968. Um, but it actually started way before that. The history was from 1946 when the Kennedy family founded to Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. Foundation to honor the memory of Joseph P. Kennedy, who was killed in World War II. Oh, but I know that they had, okay. you know, she had a sister who was um, developmentally dis- disabled. Um, and there was just, I think they... She being Eunice Driver? Sister, yes. Okay. And I think yeah. uh, her name was... Oh, because was, she was a Kennedy. Yes. Okay, you're right. Yes. That's right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, it's just one of those those family things that she said, there's no place for for my sister or anybody else around and she came up with the idea of let's put on some some sporting events for them and it it thrived and went well i'd like to mention that because i think the the history of everything is so important because it's so easy when things are thriving and they're big and they're national that everybody thinks they just happened but they started with somebody's vision you know of starting with one step at a time one person at a time and I've always admired that that history of it. And I couldn't. I just happened to think this, of it. So we I'm glad sp- you pulled that out. And we were speaking earlier um, before we got on our interview about Detroit, and that's when in 1968, representatives Chicago Park District uh, sponsored a day camp funded by the Kennedy Foundation, and they put in a grant proposal. And actually, Chicago was the first Special Olympics event. Um, ever. So in a major city. And that was in 1968. They Uh held the um, state games and then in 1970 I believe they went to nationally and that's when I think they had, I'm going to say Oh, I just did some reading up on that. Um, maybe 12 states, and then Canada showed up. And Mount Pleasant, um, Michigan, 1975. Yeah. And look at how they've gone international. So these are the, uh, the ironic that it's or look how Every many are, two years we'll, we'll do um, a, a national, then every four years will hold a kind of like a world. We'll do a summer and a winter, just like the Olympics does. Okay. So, the, gosh, Japan, Ireland, China, Greece, uh, 2015 next year will be California. So you'll be going to that with yes. some athletes? With um, They have I'm, to qualify. Yep. So they qualified last summer? or Correct. Well, actually, this year they qualified. In and July, out at the old yeah. airport. Okay. Actually, it was July in Oahu. Oahu, okay. Uh, June, forgive so me. So did you have preliminaries here on the Big Island? Yes. Out at the old airport. What a wonderful event. I just saw a little bit of that in July. So they qualified here regionally or in the district Correct. to go to Oahu and then to qualify for the for the World Games, okay. right. And, and, and we've got one, uh, one power lifter here, Isaiah Wong, and he's a phenomenal lifter. He's 22 years old, built like a brick house. I think and, he was on our show a while back. And uh, he's just unbelievable. And his power and his strength 
grows every day. I mean, he just amazes me. So he's been one of your power lifters for how long? Yes, I'm guessing getting close to 10 years. Wow. Yeah. He okay. must have started at 16 if he's 22 now. So roughly, yeah, he's um, he's been one of my, my lifters since he was able to. Uh-huh. And in powerlifting, you have to be 16 to compete. Okay. Um, actually, they just changed that. They brought it to 14, but that doesn't matter anymore. Um, and we have an, um, an athlete from Kauai, um, Chelsea. She's our track and field. And then we have a swimmer, Ikaika, from Oahu, who will be going to California as well. And how about as far as the, the Big Island District, when you had the event out in July, did you have a handful of them that qualified to go over to Oahu? But more importantly, since the whole thing is about at least getting to that start line, did you have a big field out there for the attendance and the participation? Yes, we did. And the area games that we usually hold are, um, um, they're, they're big and they should draw attention and crowds because we want that. We want the athletes to just like any other Olympic event. And that's how we got the, we, we are able to say Olympics is because the IOC, IOC only allots special Olympics to have the Olympic word in oh, that. Really? Okay. Yes. And, um, uh, we are fortunate, so but we have to have certain criteria. We have to have opening ceremonies, um, national anthem. We always do Hawaii Pona'i. Also, um, we have closing ceremonies. We, um, we, we have to make sure we do an athlete oath. We have to do an official oath. So there's certain protocols for us to acquire um, our games, and we have to be under that Special Olympics, uh, excuse me, IOC umbrella when we deliver these things. So, so Denise Lindsay, longtime mm-hmm. volunteer with Special Olympics. How many years did we determine? Over 25, probably. Cause no, I remember, not that long. No? Um, since 1996. Okay, so yeah. that's what, 10, <laughs> a long time. Close to 20. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how many are involved in Special Olympics? If you were to, you know, just roughly gather how many, you know, I think it's so great. There are so many programs now. There's the deep and beyond. And yes. The full life. I and mean, we had that, have had people on the show that do the the uh, snorkeling for right. those with disabilities, all these organizations. People forget that 25, 30 years ago, I mean, even wheelchair athletes weren't allowed in an event. They weren't allowed in the Boston Marathon. They weren't allowed in right. the Ironman. They weren't, you know, I always uh, happy to say we were one of the first in the country to allow wheelchair athletes in my Emily Detroit run back in the late 70s. But people forget how far this has come in terms of integration into the general community. Yeah. How many athletes do you have involved and we have roughly compared about, to say twenty years ago? Yeah, we've grown so much and I tell you we've only scratched the surface because there's there's so many other special needs out there um that that could utilize Special Olympics and we, we haven't reached them and I would love to tap into the schools. Um it does take a lot of volunteers and a lot of time to get out there and that's that's our backfall is we, we need people to 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 be out and go to these schools and, and help us find it. Oh, recruit? Definitely. Sort of, or just you know, show the, the, let them know that it's available? Absolutely. It's easy to think every parent knows or, or yeah. every school advisor knows and is thinking about it, but you need to keep that consciousness out there, don't you? Yeah, and, and once they get involved with special, because there's so much... Um, that opens up their doors, you know, they, uh, their motor, motor skills, their socialization, um, they learn how rules are with, you know, dealing with other people. Um, they get joy, like we mentioned, you know, there's just some good rewards and, and there's things that they can do, you know, with the sports, um, that they can't do at their schools. 
And, you know, they may feel outcasted and they can't be with those others, but with Special Olympics, they can. That's what Jamal Charles said. He was left out of everything as an elementary student. And, you know, just he was the the oddball kid because he he went to special ed classes and he kind of hid from his friends and getting into the event and doing well running. And it's just amazing. If somebody wanted to, you know, maybe uh, uh, suggest to their next door neighbor or a friend of a friend or anything, what would be a way to get involved? As, as a volunteer, too, but even just referring somebody. Um, we have a website, so you can go okay. to specialolympicshawaii.org. Um, there you can find me in there. Um, if you go into um, um, sports or coaches or directors, just Google in my name there, Denise Lindsay, and I should come up with all the information. There and you have a, a great Facebook page. Oh, Someone's yes, doing yeah. a really good job with your Facebook page. Yeah, they are. And Renee Morinaka and Tanya Leslie, they're really good. They, they throw in everything there. So Renee's with our police department, and um, Tanya's, um, she's out there. She helps. She works the group home um, up in Kealakekua, or Captain Cook. What, I'm not me. familiar with that. Yes, we have um, what's called the Ark of Kona. Oh, that's, I, you know what, I never really identified that. I mean, for years I have. That's Gretchen, right? Yeah. Who's yeah. been there for years. Yeah. Uh, I, I just never, I, I related that to Special Olympics. And now but, Gretchen retired. Oh, really? Oh, yes. wow, that's going to be a big puka to fill. <laughs> so uh, that group, how many, I mean, because, you know, they have their bazaar. I mean, that's been a very active, you know, uh, yeah. organization for years. But I didn't identify that with Special Olympics. Yes, yes, because okay. all of their... We'd call them, for for them, it would be a client. Um, they're special, but most of them are all in our Special Olympics. Okay. And that's, you know, we, we try and get into all those full life is another one that has a lot of um, clients that are our Special Olympics uh-huh. athletes. And they've um, done a nice job, too. Yeah. So they I guess in over. all of that is, you know, if, even if you've got equipment, snorkeling equipment or any kind yeah. of equipment, you know, that they could use. But the Facebook page for Special Olympics West Hawaii or the Big Island yes. do, does does a great job. And, Jr., what was your knowledge of Special Olympics? So, you know, did you know much about it or uh, anything, you know? I mean, it's a national organization. Um, the Special Olympics, you've got the Team USA, which was right. the name of the company that's sponsoring nationally. is called Finish, Finish Line, proud sponsor of Special Olympics Team USA. Right. I mean, They're doing all our shoes, right, for, oh, us, that for the World Games. Yeah. yeah. Do you know of that inline hockey, or have you ever seen a Special Olympics competition or anything? Well, I knew there was a big competition this summer. We were getting pictures and everything in and results, but I was one of those people that didn't know it was a year-round thing. And, you know, that's important for everyone to know, I think, that these things are going on and there's people in the community. I mean, I talk to everyone from triathletes to uh, football coaches, and I've heard them all involved helping out. So I think it's great for our community just to have that. Well said in terms of the, like, so many organizations, somebody will have a fundraiser, and it's like, no, it takes all year round. That just happens to be that night, you know, and if they could get more support all year round, they wouldn't even have to have that night event. (laughs) So, yeah. We had the underpants run. I don't know. Oh, I was going to talk about that. Yeah, that wasn't that great. That would be the Iron Man that was created years ago as kind of a, a satire, you know, a spoof about uh, triathletes who would go into restaurants with their speedos on. So Paul Huddle and a group of people yeah, Rob organized. Frey and yeah. and Talk Gina about Thomas. Oh, I was just blessed. You know, I I, I knew that um, the foundation was out there. You know, and Special Olympics was the original. We were the original beneficiary when it first started. So that'd be like ten years ago or something. Uh, is it that old? How it is. Long it's, ago it's, was? How many? Yeah. 18. 18. It's been 18 years. Wow, where does time go? <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, that's when it used to start right there by the old Pacific Vibrations. Well, when still the our short. <clears throat> they do, everybody shows up. You can't run it unless you're in your jockey shorts or your underpants. Yeah. Or, you know. And and back then it, it started to grow and they're like, well, let's just, yeah, let's, let's pay 20 bucks and it's going to go to Special Olympics because we had Brandon LaQuesta that was one of our athletes and he always showed up there because he likes to be in his BVDs. Oh, and uh, And he was in the run, yeah. Is and, he still involved in Special Olympics? Yes, he is. Okay. And yeah. what is his sport? Right now he right now he's in bowling. Okay. So we just had our yeah. bowling tournament this past weekend and he did great. He was on a unified team with David Cobb and and they did awesome. They did really good. And uh yeah, and um so Brandon was our our official um underpants run special olympic athlete way and back when way back and that's why they probably like you say they don't they donate the funds raised to yeah, special olympics yeah. isn't that great they they raised quite a bit of money this year they did and awareness and very much and you know there was well they were trying to break the guinness world record yeah I so saw that. and we actually got it but it was unofficial because not everybody was in their so-called underpants they had Elvis's showed up. They had um, all types of yeah. costumes, you know, so they, those weren't really underpants. So, Well, that's a good uh, but, uh, dress rehearsal for yeah. next year's. Yes. To get yeah, it yeah. done. <laughs> we did that once with the uh, World's Longest Lay at Waterfront Row when it opened. Oh, I put together yeah, that World's yeah. Longest Lay for Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. You know, same thing. We missed out. You have to be very precise in your paperwork on that. But that was, a, again, yeah. those things are kind of fun because they get people charged up for it and everything. So right. um, I don't know if we really got to that, but but do you have like a couple hundred athletes involved oh, yeah. in Special Olympics? Um, I'd say we probably have um, active. We have probably about um, 80. Uh-huh. But on our roster, we show probably close to 150 or okay. better. So we'd like to, you know, sometimes they, they, they're they in Special Olympics for a long time. Then it's like, well, I need a break right now. Sure. So we have some that are on breaks. And we would love for them to come back. But, yeah, and of course, we need to grow and, and bring in more because there are a lot more um, young youth or or adults that um, that could benefit from Special Olympics. And the best thing about Special Olympics, it's free to every single athlete. There's not a dime they have to pay. We pay for everything, you know, when it comes to uniforms, uh, training, um, anything that they need, equipment. It's, it's, it's all, that's why we have to fundraise so much because we raise our funds locally wow. and it stays right here. That, that's what was going to be a question. So it does stay in West yes. Hawaii. Now I walked into the bank yesterday, Hawaii Community mm-hmm. Credit, I think it was, and this beautiful uh, brochure, it just, you know, first it's yeah. really, uh, yeah, First Hawaiian Bank, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, Special Olympics and, of course, $25 uniform and meals for one athlete at the state games. That's That covers quite a bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, $10 covers one day of meals for one athlete, $5 for the medals. A really nice brochure, but you can pick them up at First Hawaiian Bank. Of course, you can also go to the specialolympicshawaii.org website. And But contributing, I was really happy to see them. These were really prominent yeah. in the bank and tremendous support. And, you know, the um, cop on the top. Uh, let's talk about that. You said that's your major fundraiser. I can Huge remember the fundraiser. first few years. That was probably many years ago, and I don't realize how long ago it was. But uh, nice to see the community. What it, that does a couple of things. I think it also puts the community more in touch with our our uh, our police department. Absolutely. You know that one-on-one contact. And so tell our listeners what that event is all about. 
this year, I think I it it meant a lot more to me because I was more involved in it, and um, I saw how hard those police officers work. Jeff Harai was pretty much on that microphone every time I saw him. Um, that person is an entertainer. They have to entertain everybody down below. They're on top and of Walmart. They're on top of there, and they're trying to draw people in to give. And our our goal is to raise $15,000 in three days. Actually, we're there two and a half days, but it, it is three days. And they, they stay there, you know, as as long as they can. You know, if if, if when Walmart closes at 11 o'clock and they're gone, we're not going to say anything. But um, we say 24-7 that our officers are there. And they are. They're soliciting and doing as much as possible to to get the crowd down below, whether they're coming in or coming out, to give and to give, you know, with with uh, graciousness. I mean, you, you could just give a hug, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, everybody needs a and hug. And really, everybody and, covers it well. You know, I, I, I think I, I hear it on KBIG and other stations with uh, Pacific Media Group do a nice way of covering it. Uh, Kappa and yeah. uh, West Hawaii today does a nice job oh, of covering that. Great photographs. Chelsea uh, did a phenomenal yeah, job. Really nice. For us so and that's all really important. So speaking of giving, uh, some of your it, all at all levels of of businesses that are supportive to you year round. Emily Gale is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some of the other businesses. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, well, Big Island Television. Uh-huh. You know, we run public service announcements um, of upcoming Cop on Tops or our bus pool, which is really huge. Another one. Um, and uh, so they do, you know, uh, lots of public service. The West Hawaii Today always putting in nice blurbs, anything that we need. And um, businesses donating when you have your your, yeah. your events. And yeah, everything. the radio stations, same thing. We call them up, and and they're they're there, and and that is that is um, something we absolutely need, and we thank so much for that because without getting the word out, you know, we're yeah. just we're just swept underneath the rug and you know but we have to get out there and we need to let people know that we do exist and we need your help um and we appreciate all the help that those volunteers have given us and without volunteers we are not an organization so so that's denise Lindsay. it all started when she was paddling down with Kaiapua, or um Keho. canoe club are you still paddling no oh, you spent a lot of years paddling <laughs> yeah. and uh always envied that you know never have given it a, a full season that commitment is terrific but yeah. no less of a, a or more of a commitment than being a volunteer with special olympics like denise has been for over 20 years now and uh, coaching the powerlifting team, and they've they've had a great run at it for oh, years, yeah. and that's great to see you stay with it. Last thoughts to our listeners here on the Emily T. Gale Show. Thank you so much. I appreciate okay. everything you've done. Well, I I listen. I, I've always gotten a kick out of watching your enthusiasm, and when you were powerlifting, it was really fun to see, and to see you turn that and parlay that into to passing it on and sharing it with with others is really special. So it's always good to see you. Thanks so much, Em. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Well, that's fun to to hear the enthusiasm about the Special Olympics in Los Angeles uh, with Denise earlier in the show. And there there you have it on some background of the West Hawaii Special Olympics. Again, their their website is S-O-W-H. Special Olympics West org. So, some things are in order. First of all, to my longtime friends, the Kunataki Ohana, the Chick, Dinah, Earl, Helen, all of them that are so supportive of the, the Kunataki Ohana of the Emily T. Gale show. And just 
we've been friends for over 30 years, so we're mutually supportive of one another. Bayaha River Coffee, Kunataki Farms Estates, and our uh, state, the Kunataki Estate Farms. And uh, they've been on their land over 95 years, winners of the People's Choice Awards and the Halualoa Art and Coffee Stroll during the coffee festival. So they've won that several times. And Chick always says he just wants to make good coffee. Of course, they grew up as coffee, uh, the, the children of coffee farmers, and they're carrying on that legacy in a wonderful way. So Viaja River Coffee, you can get it at Dinah's in Halualoa in the sweet little town of Halualoa, right next to Paul's Place and across from um, Mary and Matt Lovin's Gallery and the post office in Halualoa. Nice little town to take a walk. It's your weekly exercise. Go up and walk through the town of Halualoa. And a big mahalo to Waikoloa Beach Resort, longtime supporters. And just a reminder that the Bob May Golf Academy is going to be there for another couple weeks. You know, Bob May, I mean, whenever they show the, the best rounds in, in golf, of which they did in uh, the Golf Channel earlier in the week, uh, they show Bob May's uh, three-hole playoff against Tiger Woods in the 2000 PGA Championship at Valhalla. So it's considered one of the, the, the golf's greatest rounds. So accolades to Bob, and I suspect we'll see him on the, the Champions Tour uh, one of these days. He's in really good shape, but he's been uh, headquartering at Wyclow Beach Resort for the month of July, and he's got a, a little more time left and some real nice specials that they're putting out. And uh, you can go to Bob May Golf Academy and find that out. Or visit uh, com. So, yeah, they've got three- and four-day packages for juniors and for adults. And you take four one-hour lessons, and you can also get a round of golf. So nice opportunity. He he had a wonderful career on the PGA Tour. And to me, looks like he's in better shape than he was then. He had back problems. Otherwise, he would have probably still been playing on the tour. But I think he's really getting that worked out and working on his game for the Champions Tour. That's just my own speculation. So Wyclow Beach Resort, I really appreciate their longtime support of the Emily T. Gale Show and just a lot of great things going on at Wyclow Beach Resort. I always mention the Lava Lava Beach Club and, of course, Bike Works Beach and Sport at Queen's Marketplace. They're longtime friends and supporters of the Emily T. Gale Show, but we've been friends for over 20-some years from when Grant opened his first store. I got my first mountain bike from then. So they've got uh, Bike Works Beach and Sport. At Queen's Marketplace, every Tuesday, they're 8.30 a.m. They've got their community bike rides, get out there a little earlier. And it's nice to see the pack of riders going down the highway on Tuesdays. And also they have uh, BikeWorks Kona in the Lujia Street in the industrial area. And they're having their great big annual uh, tent sale. It's going to be August 15th. That's always a great event, music and party time and lots of great sales. So that's you'll hear more about that over the next few weeks. So that's at BikeWorks Kona. And then uh, uh, Kona Beach and Sports, formerly Hawaiian Pedals down there on Ali'i Drive. And all the stores rent bikes and have everything you could imagine in multi-sport activities that you want from uh, soft goods to your your hardware. So the Bike Works Region Support, longtime friends, Grant and Janet Hegan-Miller. And they're uh, really, uh, they're out there in the mainland. They're riding like six-day bicycle tours or in races. And uh, I think Grant was doing a six-day and Janet a three-day. So we'll hear about that soon. But they've really, Grant, uh, 
They well, they qualified for the Xterra. So did um, Wendy Miner, but Janet qualified for the Xterra coming up, and I think that's in October or something. So a lot of a lot of good things happening at um, Bike Works Beach and Sport, and particularly that Grant and Janet are getting a chance to really dive into the sport they love so much, which is mountain biking. And a big thanks to um, 808 Computers there at the Conoco Shopping Center, Robert and Donna and everybody down there, and or 808computers.com. Robert can get on your computer remotely and help you out if you've got problems. But they've been just terrific to me and really supportive when I've got questions and problems with my computer, and I really appre- appreciate that. Aloha Visitor's Guide, it's a long time known um, them. One of the first uh, visitor magazines that was uh, created here in the Big Island. It's still going strong, and if you've got an event you want listed in their calendar, Chris is really good about listing it. It's complimentary, and uh, their magazine is really widely read. They have a TV guide in it, so it's in all the hotel rooms and timeshares, and and I know that people see it because I have a golf column in the magazine and I get comments from people. So uh, AlohaVisitorGuides.com, but they their specific hard copy magazines are in Oahu, Kauai, Maui, and here on the Big Island. And then they have this respective guides online for each one, BigIslandGuide.com. So really appreciate their longtime support. And... Um, just so many people that are supportive in many ways, and particularly everyone at ESPNHawaii.com. I really appreciate and and uh, have fun doing this show. I, I, I love uh, talking about sports and how it integrates into our everyday lives. Um, and I love sharing about Detroit and connecting it. And, boy, I'm running into more and more Detroiters here in Hawaii that are reaching out to me. So that's a lot of fun. So it's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, past shows at ESPNHawaii.com, and then also at Emily T. Gale Talk Story on Facebook, and you can get uh, free podcasts at uh, iTunes. So a lot they go back uh, quite a ways for those, the free podcasts at iTunes. So that's that's always fun to be able to uh, tell people they can go catch some of the older shows as well. I wanted to make mention that I did stop by the other day at the uh, New Hawaii Forest and Trails. Uh, Rob Pacheco, gosh, I thought I'd been thinking they had been around about 15 years, but I had a nice conversation with John Knight, who's the tour operations manager at Hawaii Forest and Trail. He's been there nine years, but he reminded me that it was 22 years ago that Rob started at the Kamehameha Square. But I, I just have such an admiration for him because I remember the small little organization that they were, and they've grown. They've got wonderful uh, adventures that they give, Mauna Kea and all kinds of hikes, and just a great job. But anyway, they've, they've uh, moved their headquarters. They're now um, over in the, new, the industrial area, well, over in the Costco area. And they're on uh, Olawalu Street. They've got a nice facility there. Got some nice stock in their shoes and backpacks and things that you need for hiking. But certainly, um, you know, check out their website, hawaii-forest.com, and just all the adventures they do and guides that are really know their way around. And uh, just, uh, again, I have a lot of respect for all the years that Rob has uh, worked so hard to bring Hawaii Forest and Trails to a place where it's gotten tremendous feedback and lots of accolades, so good for them. And also want to mention again, as I, I like to as often as I can, the Daniel Sayre Memorial 
dinner is coming up, and that's always in uh, early September, and it is going to be uh, September 5th, I believe it is. They just have such a beautiful invitation they send out, and it's uh, what they're going to do, be doing is September 5th. It starts with a silent auction. It's at the Fairmont Oregon, who have been very supportive of the Daniel Robert Sayre Memorial Foundation. It's the 18th Annual Award Ceremony, so they honor Hawaii County Fire Department personnel for meritorious service above and beyond the call of duty, but they also have just a wonderful silent auction. And they, you know, if you go to their website, danielsairfoundation.net, you can, uh, what they do is the Hawaii County Fire Department puts out a department needs list each year, and you can go in and you can, uh, you can adopt or, you know, uh, you can, pledge to take care of one of the whatever the items are you know i think once i did um something having to do with mauna kea it might have been gloves or something but any kind of price price range from needing uh, rescue boats to gore-tex hiking pants and lifeguard weather jackets i mean there's there's all kinds of things they need uh last year they were able to uh provide uh, long-range communication system for Kahalu Beach Park, and they did it for Hapuna Beach Park. It's just a wonderful organization. It's uh, Dr. Frank Sarah and Laura Mallory Sarah. They lost their son, Daniel, to a hiking accident about 19 years ago in Po'olu Valley. And when they watched the Hawaii Fire Department and Rescue Squad recovering Daniel's body, they knew they wanted to do everything they could to uh, provide better and more equipment much-needed equipment for the the rescues that they do for visitors and locals. So I noticed they give a lot of thanks to, uh, you know, like, well, the PGA Tour because they are recipients of um, funds from the Mitsubishi Electric Championship at Hualalai. And Bike Works, uh, they they put on some events and they they raise funds for Daniel Sarah Foundation. It goes on all year, a lot of people contributing, but... The, the big event is the Memorial Foundation Dinner, September 5th. And if you can't go to the dinner, you can always um, uh, donate uh, some funds that help pay for the dinners of the firemen and their families. But it's just a, a wonderful event, so I did want to mention that. Again, danielsairfoundation.net. Also, the, um, the, the community... Uh, a table tennis group that meets down at the old airport, Maka Ao Gym. Uh, Daniel, I, I've got to get in touch with them. I think they've got a big tournament coming up. But they are really doing well with their organization and got some great players. And if you've never seen people play in some really good table tennis, um, I'll get some more information on that about getting involved with them. And they, they welcome new players and, and uh, old players and uh, it just he's, he's so enthusiastic, and they've done so much to move that organization along over the next year. So that's down at the old old uh, A, the gymnasium, and I think it's Thursday nights. So again, I'll get get better about what I know on that. The Hawaii, uh, the Waikoloa Dry Forest. I can't say enough nice things about them. I've noticed the Willy Willy trees. They're the the ones that are they're working on they they're they're blooming or have been blooming and uh, they do a wonderful job up there, volunteer days uh, they've also got the junior foresters all kinds of ways that you can get involved which is great recreation and and workouts to be outdoors helping them with their nursery I take my runs up in the Waikoloa Dry Forest area, up to their fence and 
just it's nice to see how far along they've gotten with um, protecting the the area. I don't know how many acres it is, but they've got fence to protect it from the goats. And there are a lot of goats up in that area. I love it when I'm running. I see so many. But kudos to uh, Jen Lawson and everybody working so hard with Wyclow Dry Forest. So check out their website. Um, Great group to be involved with, get a lot of good exercise, being outdoors, and um, learning a whole lot about our native native plants. So thanks, everyone, for listening to the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com. Again, you can also catch shows on Facebook at Emily T. Gale, uh, Talk Story, and free iTunes podcast. And we'll see you next week. Aloha.